0: Welcome to Amazing Minds Lab podcast. I am your host, Kali Alvaro, psychologist, author, and hypnotherapist. This is a podcast where we are going to look at creating the most amazing mindset for your wellness and success. We are going to look at understanding your mind, releasing negativity fears, limitations, and allowing you to shine. I'm going to mix psychology with neuroscience, a little bit of spirituality, and a touch of cheeky to allow you to feel amazing. So buckle up and listen up. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome, everyone. Today, we've got a really super exciting episode. Dr. Scott campbell Lloyd and I are collaborating. Why not?
1: Two minds are better than one.
0: Absolutely, especially cool. our minds. <laughs>
1: it probably equates to half, doesn't it? Let's be brutally honest.
0: Oh, how are you doing, Scott?
1: I'm all right. You? I'm good. You good?
0: Actually, my back's a little yeah, bit sore. Yeah, there we go. There actually, I'm going to be truth. like really genuine and authentic. Let's tell some um, things. I don't know what's actually happened to my back, but it's like been pinging like really grabbing the nerves the last That's week the or so. That's
1: the pinging. I like pinging. That word, pinging. Yeah. 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 So,
0: um, what funny. do you think is going on? Let's just go straight in. Yeah, yeah.
1: Why not? So, <clears throat> the answer <throat> to that question very much depends upon what lens you see the world through as a health practitioner. So, as a chiropractor, first and foremost, I'm always going to be thinking mechanics or biomechanics. In particular, I'm going to be thinking about how your spine is moving and its relationship with your nerve system and brain. So if your body's giving you some sort of indication that something's not right, pinging, pains, numbness, tinglings, whatever, right? the first thing that my brain goes to is, okay, where is the dysfunctional biomechanical pattern? How is that? Impacting on the way your brain is able to maintain you against gravity in English, your posture, right. your movement patterns, etc. So, if we can identify something and there is reason for a chiropractor to be able to adjust you because they've identified a part of your spine that's not moving freely and easily and it's affecting your nerve, there's work for us to do. the The difficulty for our patients to differentiate is a lot of people go, well, I'm having all these muscle spasms. I'm having all this muscle tightness around my lower back. And I, there's no argument to that at all from anyone on the planet. The question you always have to ask, and I think this is where so many of us in healthcare and or our more allopathic colleagues is they fail to ask the question, Why? Why are you having muscle spasms in your lower back? Why are you having tingling in your foot, whatever it may be? If you don't ask the question why, you're never going to get to the true dysfunctional pattern in that Mm. human being, whether that be a movement pattern, a thought pattern, a behavioral Mm. pattern, a sleep pattern, a food pattern, whatever it may be. So in your case, you're having muscle spasms Mm. and it's really trying to protect you. It's changing your posture. It's limiting some of your movement. I would always argue from a chiropractic lens is muscles only do what they're told to do. They're told to do what they do through the nerves. The nerves are directly impacted by your spine and the joints of your spine and their mechanics. So So should
0: I, in in your diagnostic process, should I, before I even go and see someone, think about what are the patterns that, in terms of my posture or my behaviour or my stress levels or something that's going on in my life, that have actually had a direct impact on the times that I've kind of pinged my back so that I can give that information?
1: Look, if you're aware of your – if you're that self-aware, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Right? I guess you're going to be a unique patient in the sense of you do have that awareness. No disrespect to our patients and our public, most people don't, and that's a skill that, you know, books and podcasts and, and health practitioners – are trying to impart onto our patients. I think we can all do better, both being a patient and or being Mm -hmm. a health practitioner. Um, But if you can pass that information on either to the practitioner you're seeing or if that helps guide your choices to which practitioner you see, then absolutely. I I think like 99.9% of people, our relationship with our health practitioner has to start with trust. Mm. So there will be people that come and see myself where I sit there and I go, okay, yes, there's something chiropractic that I can offer here, but really a massage is probably going to be playing a more significant role here or you know, getting your diet on point or improving your sleep habits or improving the space between your ears, whatever it may be. Yeah. There's no, you know, you and I both wish there was just one magic silver bullet that we could offer to our, our patients. It's just such a myth.
0: But I think you've touched on something really important. I think you've touched on the fact, A, self-awareness is incredibly important, right? So if we want to change anything in our health or in our wellness um, or illness, we need to be self-aware. We need to figure out what am I doing, how am I feeling, what's going on in my life, and have a level of clarity and consciousness as to ourselves and how we're conducting in our lives. And the other thing is I think is being as as a practitioner, being aware that we can help a particular problem in a particular way, but there are also lots of other things that and lots of other factors, right? We were having a conversation before we started recording about there could be a million factors affecting why my spine or my muscles are, are doing this. And understanding that sometimes it is very clear and sometimes people have to apply a more holistic approach to, you know, to well-being. It's not just you go to the chiropractor or you go to a psychologist and you get your fix. It's like looking at the entire aspect of life, like what's going on with my diet, what's going on with my sleep, my stress levels, my posture, my strength, my stamina, everything, right?
1: 100%, and I think that's – I think there, there's two elements to that, that, that conversation is – Number one is I think health practitioners need to not broaden their scope but open their eyes a wee bit Mm -hmm. and not get just two-tunneled vision into their field of expertise. It's either this way or there's no way. And I, I know chiropractic in particular, we're always talking about, you know, the pillars of health comes from, you know, your foods, your thoughts, and your movements. And obviously they're very broad topics chiropractors are ridiculously good at what they do we are not psychologists
0: no, right? you're not. Right? surprise surprise
1: <laughs> we're probably more mentally messed up than anyone right you know we are not nutritionists right? but what we do have broadly is an understanding of the impact of those things so I think too many practitioners get too tunnel visioned into their area and they completely f- forget. That other areas affect someone's health and I'm not saying is that you have to be educated and be able to provide the one-stop shop to your patient I think that's a myth I'm, I'm really really passionate about being a master of something not trying to be a jack-of-all-trades but it is really 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 beneficial to the patient which is supposedly our intention to have your referral network including whether it be a psychologist or a nutritionist or a naturopath or a personal trainer, I'm not a chiropractor who wants to really dive into someone's you know, gym habits in detail broadly, yes in detail, no I'm not a, I am not. don't really enjoy rehab I don't really enjoy those things, that's not my jam I'm more interested in, in, in taking care of kids taking care of pregnant yeah. mums and then taking care of a more broad scoped patient that's going to present to me, but that's why I refer out to better experts in those fields and i think it starts with the practitioner yeah you mentioned is it's so important for our patients and the public to have that level of self-awareness and i think there's two questions i have for that is how on earth do our patients the public and individual improve their level of self-awareness and with that is what sort of time do they need to carve out in this kind of hectic instant gratification, constantly in-your-face world that we currently live in.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, we don't all have the ability to go into a little cave, hit our big gong and sit there for half an hour to clear our mind and to whether it be meditate or breathe or whatever it is your jam is. So I think they're definitely questions I always have and it's something that I'm always trying to implement for me personally at stand-up paddleboarding. I know when I'm on a paddleboard, apart from struggling to breathe, is it's me versus water. Yeah. Normally I'm going to lose because water wins, but thank God water is soft. So when I fall, it's harder, it's softer than concrete. But I enjoy being on the water. I find the movement of water very soothing from a physical point of view. But it's just, it's doing something for me. Because I know if I do something for me and give myself that opportunity, it means I'm going to be a better husband, a better father, a better chiropractor, a better person overall. Um,
0: And on that point, I think it's really important for people, whoever's listening, um, to take that time out because there is a concept in society that, and I'm constantly working with um, my patients on this, a concept that if you do things for you, you're being selfish, right? Instead of exactly what you said, if you do something that makes you feel good, Emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever, you are going to be a better version of yourself for everyone that depends on you and for everyone that you love, right? So it's a massive investment, not just for yourself, but also for the quality of the relationships that you're going to have and your output. So, and that's where like it's so important to do that because that prevents burnout, that prevents stress, that prevents, you know, injuries and all of that stuff. And it's so important for people to have this idea that self-care isn't just something that you do when you go on, a you know, I go on silent meditation retreats once a year, right? It's not just something you do once a year. It's something that has to be part of your everyday life, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm the first one to put my hand up. You know, I've now got a nearly two-year-old son. Cute I have a, yeah, anything. I have a, a business. I have my patients. I have my wife. To try and carve out time for me every day, I'm not going to say that I'm good at it. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it's easy, but it's something that even my wife and I have been having conversations about trying to do that. Now, granted, when it comes to stand up paddleboarding, I'm 100% a fair weather stand up paddleboarder. I don't want to be paddleboarding in crap weather, in crap wind. Like, I need perfect conditions. But I know over the next, what, the better part of six months, particularly here in Perth, we have great weather for that sort of stuff so i'm going to try and create a habit with that so that it can then flow on throughout different seasons but it's very 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 it is challenging to find that time not just because of the the myth that has been spread as you said that it seems to be selfish but you know we are all granted time for- And then we could have a conversation, probably on a different episode, about whether we really are time poor or we're just very poor at managing our time.
0: Or it's not a priority.
1: 100%. And then you could dive into values and and all sorts of things, which, you know, that's a whole different Pandora's box.
0: But yes and no, right? Because values also give you, like, we were talking about how do you become self-aware? right and that is one of the things that I talk a lot about with my patients in my podcast in workshops that I do is you need to understand what are your core values right what are your core values and that is a self-awareness exercise on its own right and then how can you begin to live your life according to those core values and most people like I think don't put health and well-being high up enough It's like in this society where a lot of things are very superficial, a lot of things are disposable, a lot of things are very quick, right? So I would say people oftentimes put um, appearances and achieving success kind of stuff above health values. And when you have your health taken away, none of that matters.
1: I think what I find particularly, you know, I've been working with a – a practice coach for about the last, I'll say five years. And as any coach who comes in, whether they want to be these life coaches or whatever it is, whatever mentor you have, one of the most common questions they're going to start with early on is, let's talk about your values. Now, I can hands down say this. If anyone is doing a workshop where you're in a group environment and you're all writing down your values, I guarantee you're not being honest to yourself because it's really, really, really unsexy in a group to not put your family very high or to not put your health very high or not put this. And we'll all want to put money and business and success really low. And for a lot of people, that's a complete myth. And I'm not being critical of that. But what you say is underpinning. You can't be successful without your health. You can't have money without your health. You can't have relationships without your health. Now, that's for us as health practitioners, we can be a little bit holier than they are about this because yeah. obviously for us, health is super, super important. That's what we're trying to help achieve for our patients. But what I think it's perfectly okay is to understand is also, at times, in order to have your health, you need to have some financial success.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: some of the stuff that you're going to do requires out of pocket this is not Absolutely. you know bulk billing social medicine so there's a whole yeah. i can get right onto a rant about that which yeah. i'm not going to do because <laughs> i think for all of us is when it comes down to your values the one thing i implore to everyone is you just got to be honest with yourself there's no bs about it
0: and you're not trying to prove anything to anyone perfect else, right? perfectly
1: said i was about to hit that is so this is not a competition
0: it's just you're doing this for you that's it you're doing this to you putting you're not putting it on your social media you're not like declaring it to the world this is you doing you and this is why i often say to people if someone follows you with a little camera around you know for a week are you actually embodying your values Like, if you value freedom, do you actually have freedom in your day? If you value, like, being in nature, how much time are you actually being in nature? So, it's for you. It's, and this is, and this is a massive life lesson. Do things in life that are going to allow you to obviously, like, engage in the world in the best possible way, but for you. 100%. 100%. Like, so many people out there are doing things because it's socially accepted, peer pressured, they've been told, or you've followed a narrative or a belief, and all of that has an impact on your on your health and your well-being, right? 100%. And I think... So, it's all it, interconnected.
1: And it's recognising the disconnect between if you have... I'll use the term false values, values that aren't truly... I don't like the term authentic, but we'll go with that. Truly, authentically, you... yeah. There's a disconnect. Now that comes full circle. Right now, there is a disconnect within your lower back. Yeah. And you're going to have to utilize experts in their various fields to try and reconnect your lower back to decent function, which means you can then bend, lift, twist, squat, whatever you need to do. And it's trying then. If you've got the level of self-awareness to be able to inform a practitioner to help you, that makes that job easier. If not, you have to go with a health practitioner that you trust, that you've had results with, you have honest and frank conversations, and you you embrace and you take on board what they say. If you go to a physiotherapist and they say, Kelly, you really need to do these exercises and these stretches, if you don't do those, you're not going to get better. If you go to a chiropractor and the chiropractor says, look, dude, you're pretty busted up. You need to ice, you need to walk, and you need to get your backside in here a couple of times each week. If you don't do that, guess what? So I think coming full circle is we have to do everything in our power to be connected. And we have to do everything in our power to take on board that we don't know everything and we utilize people and then we follow through on their recommendations we follow through on their course of actions and we can re-evaluate and we can if necessary pivot if not stay the course
0: and i think you've really hit on a really valuable point there because i discuss this with with my clients as well your daily practice what you do every single day how you apply the techniques that you know that I help them develop and how you challenge your thoughts and what you do, like what kind of activities are going to create certain chemicals to make you feel better or to think better. If you don't do that, it doesn't matter how good the practitioner is, right?
1: 100%. So
0: because we can't do the change for you. Perfect. And so that's where like change genuinely comes from within. We can seek help and guidance, but then we have to apply it.
1: Fundamentally is your body heals your body. Yeah. The practitioner doesn't heal you. The practitioner is simply a tool by which you are utilizing for your body to heal. If you don't give your body the opportunity, the time to do so, like you said, you can go and see the world's best practitioner. Results will be limited.
0: Yeah. So what are some tips that we can give our listeners to take away from today's conversation?
1: Be careful how you lift. (laughs) I think the first thing is don't sit on something. You know, if your, if your body gives you a warning sign, whether that be acute lower back pain, whether that be, um, bad night rest, whether that be, you feel bloated after a certain meal that you've eaten, whatever it may be, your body's not stupid. Your body is innately intelligent, mm. and that's a concept within chiropractic that we very much hold sacred to it is. Mm. Your body is innately intelligent. It will always be doing the best for the survival of your body. If it gives you a su- sign that that survival is being challenged, please do something about it. Mm. Take action. Now, that may be self-awareness tells you is I shouldn't eat gluten anymore for argument's sake. Yeah. Or it may be I really need to go and see someone. If you don't know who to go and see, then like anyone, you rely on your ability to do a bit of research. We've never had more information available to us than we do nowadays. Or ask, get referrals. Ask your friends, who do they see for their lower back pain? I go and see Dr. Scott. He's freaking amazing and he's ridiculously good looking. Whatever it may be.
0: And has a really strange sense of humor. <laughs> ward, beyond what's <ward>, dark,
1: <laughs> evil. But get checked. Take action. Yeah. And be proactive with your health.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Um, And from a psychological perspective, also, you know, be self aware and be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself and figure out how you can get to know yourself better, how you can be more in tune with your body so that you're actually listening to the warning signs that are coming up. And then, as, you know, as we've discussed, follow through. Seek help. Get support, follow through, um, and make really good choices. Making good choices every day—that takes conscious awareness, being present right here. What's best for me right now? So, hopefully, that's been inspirational,
1: inspiration and
0: helpful. So, um, thanks for listening. Thanks so much. This has been fun. Awesome. Peace. The information provided in this podcast and the opinions expressed by Kali Alfaro and all guests are simply generic. They do not take any personal cases into consideration. They should not be treated as any type of substitute for psychological, medical or health conditions. This podcast is not intended to replace diagnose or treat any health condition. All information provided is simply for general well-being and does not take any individual cases into consideration. Kali Alfaro takes no responsibility for any symptoms or consequences expressed as a direct or indirect result of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.